Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. I, we, listen, man, let it be known. Let it be known. Let it be known that I intentionally put our son to bed early because I felt bad for being late so many times. And I was like, this is going to go just fine. We're going to put him to bed and we're going to be like ready to go. And then he just would not fall asleep. Just not having it. He was like, hey, this is we're going all night with this one. Did you try explaining the situation to him? Uh, I did. And then he he slapped me in the face. Rowan's been slapping and we don't know where this came from. Um, Is it my fault? It might be. Yeah, it's probably me. I mean, I'm going to blame you regardless. Yeah, I'm a pretty bad influence on the kid. We're going to come to the birthday party. Yay! Yeah, I saw the RSVP. I don't know what superhero I'm going to dress as. Don't worry, because we have capes and masks as the party favors. So there'll be some for you. And I believe a face painter. Yeah, but I, I believe I should go anyway as Jason Momoa's Aquaman. I think you should go as Jason. Jay, Jason. Nope. Just skipping the joke. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm going back to it. I think you should go as Jason Momoa's bodyguards. <laughs> just regular men. Just regular balding 40 something men. You know, what would actually be genius is dressing Rowan up as one of his bodyguards. Oh, that'd be pretty genius. If I win as him. Yeah. Because it's the same height good. difference. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? That took a pondering. That took I had to think about it. More time. Yeah, you really had to go go in deep there. Did you uh, were you like just going over the week and and what happened and whatnot and then you came to a judgment right in that second? Yeah, you were like, now that I think about it, let's I, go. I'm, try, I'm trying to think about what I've done. I, I I got a boo bucket from McDonald's. What the hell is a boo bucket? I don't know. Melinda was very excited about it. It's like a trick or treat pail that McDonald's gives out. Ah. Huh. I didn't know that. I don't know. Did you know McDonald's is coming out with Happy Meals for adults? Did you know that every meal on the menu at McDonald's that isn't a Happy Meal is a Happy Meal for an adult? It's true. That's actually a great way to put that. Like, what is the, what, like, the difference is that they're going to include a toy now? What are they going to give you, some Jack Daniels? (sighs) I mean, they don't have to. I usually come with my own. Or, like, a knife? Yeah. It's going to be just like... I'm trying to think of what what is a toy for an average adult. You know what would be ironic is uh, for McDonald's Happy Meal for an adult, the toy would be a Starbucks gift card, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Every time you give an adult that, they're like, all right. Yeah, is it just like a $5 bill? Yeah. Money. You're right. Money yeah. is a toy for an adult. Yeah. That's what it is. So you buy a $10 Happy Meal and you get a $5 bill inside of it. <laughs> They they would they could do that they would still profit because Happy Meals cost forty nine cents to make. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like do you or or are they going to do the same thing where there's like a girl toy and a boy toy and like the boys toy is like a screwdriver? I mean, depending <laughs> like, on the boys, some boys might want a boy toy. You know what I'm saying? I think so. And that would make it a very happy meal with a very happy ending. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news, all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and then find a little toy at the bottom of the bag. My name is Chris Trebo. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Or would it be like cocaine? Oh, man. Well, I feel like every state would have its own 
Happy Meal toy. Like you, you mentioned a gun that would be Texas, Texas. Yeah. You know, Jack Daniels, mm-hmm. Kentucky through the Midwest. But yeah. Florida cocaine, <laughs> Vermont, Abortion. Oh I don't know. God. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think just like trying to go political there. That's what I was trying to find. Arkansas mm-hmm. would just be like a fist punching you in the face yep. when you open it. Just a fist just pops out yeah. of the bottom. Yeah. And then yeah, it just yeah. goes back inside. Like a jack in the box. But it's a fist. But it's a fist. A fist in the box. Fist <laughs> oh, out of the box. No. Yeah. Oh. That's good. I like that. You took so long, my tea is cold. So I hope you're happy. I am happy. Now you have iced tea. And it's a nice, refreshing treat. How much of that tea gets into your mustache? Um, 80 to 90%. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's what I thought. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, it's not going to happen pretty soon. Oh, that's right. Oh, we're doing, that's right. That's coming up. I don't know if we're doing it. I don't but know we'll if we're see. doing it. We'll because see. we haven't gotten a single donation yet. I admit it though. Part of you is like, oh, thank God. No, because I was hoping I wouldn't have to put a lot of work into this. I was hoping it would be done. Because here's the thing, I'm going to do this no matter what. That's the true. The thing that I am rewarding people for donating with is that I will live stream it on TikTok. Uh, either way, whether we live stream it or not, am I still doing it? No. Damn it. I mean, you can if you want to. Yay. Here's the deal, guys, because uh, I just realized we probably haven't said anything about this on the show. I don't think we've talked about this. Yeah. That uh, I'm doing a, a, a charity thing where if I raise certain amounts of money, uh, certain things will happen to my hair and beard. So like if you raise if I raise one hundred dollars for men's health, then I'm going to cut my hair very short. Yes. And if I. uh Raise two hundred dollars. I'm gonna shave my beard, yeah. and three hundred dollars. I'm gonna get a buzz cut for my head. Yeah. So, uh, but all of that is basically like I'm I'm gonna live stream it on TikTok. I'm gonna right. do most of it anyway. Like I'm probably gonna shave at least, bring my beard way down, cut my hair because I'm sick of it. Um, but if you want to see it happen live. Then you gotta give us some fucking money. So you if can, he gets four hundred dollars, Andrew said I can punch him in the balls. Why a punch? It'd be so low. No, you, he said that he did, guys. I'll stand on a chair so that you can punch me in the balls. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever you want, however you want the punch to happen, can be up to you. But he <laughs> said if you donate four hundred dollars, I we yeah. can live stream me punching him in the balls. For charity. Oh wow! I'm just checking. Uh-huh. I'm just checking the charity page now, and it looks like we got a $400 donation wow. from C Treble. Who yeah. is that? Imagine that. But yeah. So uh, if you want the link to that, it's in my bio on TikTok. My I don't remember. I think my name is the Half Boy. If you look for Andrew Dunn on TikTok, you'll find it. The Half Boy. Yeah, I know. I didn't think about the repercussions. Everybody thinks it means I have one testicle, but that's not what it is. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Although after this $400, you just might. I might, yeah. It's my favorite character from my favorite book. And I'm not going to say what it is. Is it the Half Boy? Well, the character is. <laughs> well, there you go. But not the book. Is the the book's not the Half Boy? No. Hold on one second. Hey, Sarah, can I borrow $400 from saving so I can punch Andrew down in the balls? No. Oh, man. I'm going to level with you. Yeah. I could be convinced to let you do that without the money. <laughs> wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Wait, you think I can't punch that hard. That's, that's what correct. This is. But also, oh, okay. I want in exchange for it, I want you to get me a, a an adult Happy Meal from Florida. Excellent. Done. Should we get to what we're talking about today? We've got a very spooky episode Ooh, today, Chris. We've got so such spooky. a spooky episode. We got a couple things on the uh, on the uh, agenda, on the docket, yeah. as you were, queued up. 
how many other things can I think of? That's all. <laughs> so we got we got Werewolf by Night happened. She Hulk happened, and then we got a reading to seven. Which which one do you want to do first? You want to do She Hulk or you want to do Werewolf by Night? I couldn't give a shit. Let's do She Hulk first. <laughs> Okay, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters either, but I don't know, I'm trying to think. They're both somewhat Halloween themed because Werewolf by Night is very scary. Uh-huh. And She-Hulk kind of looks like a Frankenstein. Oh, you're right. I didn't even piece that together. My goodness, you're right. You want to talk about She-Hulk first? Let's do She-Hulk first. I feel like cuz then cuz then I feel like Werewolf by Night transition and reinstatement and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Andrew she-Hulk was a show, and that happened. And uh, I'm not sure about how I feel about this. Let's let's get into this. So, first of all, spoilers for She-Hulk. Yeah, all nine episodes. Uh, we're before just gonna, we get into spoilers, yes. Do you want to give a a some sort a brief of very brief synopsis? I thought about, not, okay. not even a synopsis, but a like. You should watch this. You shouldn't watch it. I oh, think I liked it. I think I yeah. didn't like it. Um, I overall, I I actually really like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how did how did you feel about this? I think it is the best thing the MCU has put out, television wise, or just everything, everything. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. However, as far as the shows. If this isn't the best, I do think it's damn near the top. It's the most fun thing that the MCU has put out. I think the acting is extraordinarily good. Mm -hmm. I think there are so many things that are 9 out of 10 Mm -hmm. that overall, like there are definitely movies that say are better drama or are more, um, you know, have better action scenes or better CGI. But the other aspects of this show that are at a 9 or a 10 out of 10, it just over outweighs everything else for me. Uh, I think yeah, it yeah. is the best thing they've put out. Uh, I, I Again, I don't know if I would say for the movies, but definitely for the television, for the TV shows. And it's definitely better than at least some of the movies. I think it's, you know, uh, again, it's going at the almost at the top of the list of the, of the TV shows, but the movies, I would say it ranks in the upper, it would still be in the upper half. For sure. But is it better than in humans? I mean, I don't don't make me choose between my children. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't give me that Sophie's choice. <laughs> All right. So we both give this a very strong recommend. You yes. should go and watch it if you haven't. Yes, yes, yes. And then you should come back and listen to us spoil the shit out of it. Yes. OK. So I know we talked about the first three episodes. We did already. So I feel like we don't have to really like harp on those as well. But from there, how do you feel about the plot overall? The kind of like it kind of went week to week, but then it started to slowly grow an overarching plot. How are you? Uh, you know, where are we on on this? So I, first, I think we should talk about how this is the most self-aware property that the MCU has put out easily by far. Easily. And part yeah. of that is they had a few different directions that the plot could have gone. Mm-hmm. And there's like. You know, uh, uh, again, we're spoiling this. So big spoilers coming up right now. So, like, for example, Emil Blonsky could have been secretly behind um, everything. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Intelligentsia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He, you know, and instead he turned out to be like a pretty decent guy. Right. You know, there are all these other things that that could have happened that sort of went nowhere. And at the end of the day. They just say, fuck the plot. None of it matters. Right. Which I think is so interesting. And part of that self-awareness is what 
this is going to be really hard for me to talk about because it's so existential and so metaphysical. There's so many different layers to this. But there are moments where I started saying, I don't know if I like where this is going. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer Walters turned to the camera and was like, are you enjoying this? Yeah. Like there was a literal moment where that happened. There were moments where I was like, this feels weird. And she was like, does this feel weird to you guys? And I was like, this is so strange. Like how self-aware they are about this. She's in my house right now. They knew that there was going to be a team of dude bro incels who hated it. They like, it's so wild. They knew that people were going to be upset that there wasn't a big action scene. It's so crazy how self-aware it was. Part of it was, um, as far as the dude, Dude bro stuff. I, I feel like they knew that was going to happen because just from being alive for the last, you know, four to six years or so. <laughs> so they could see that coming down the pike. They were just like, well, this is definitely going to happen. Yeah. All they got to do is like, let's put in space right here where we're going to take actual quotes from the Internet and put it in. What are they going to be? Eh, just give it time. We'll, they'll, they'll be coming in shortly. <laughs> they will make themselves known. And yeah, it'll be fine. It, it's going to be OK. <laughs> we'll have no lack of content where that's yeah. concerned. I think this is also the Possibly the best page to screen adaptation that they've done, that this is the truest to what the original material is actually like. If you were to pick up a She-Hulk comic, this is really damn near close to what it's like to read a She-Hulk comic. Especially when you take into consideration how different it is from everything else they've done. Because like the first Captain America movie is very close. Sure. You know, like... Just him fighting Nazis and the Red Skull. Like, it is, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But, like, this is, and that's basically the framework, the blueprint for every movie they've ever put out. Right. For the most part. Whereas this is, we posted on Twitter after the finale that this is the biggest swing that Marvel has made so far. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I would definitely agree with that. And some people are not about, I mean, we can, we can get into the last episode, but I, some people are not about it. And I was kind of like, let's, sure, let's go. Yeah. Why not? If we're going to go oh, totally balls to the yeah, wall. Yeah, do with it, it or don't, right? Yeah, do it or don't. And also for... Anything that I was like, this is getting really, really weird. Where the hell is this going? The writing is so good and so charismatic that, again, like what you said, that, you know, it kind of makes up for any of the weakness that it has. So we talked briefly about Spider-Man No Way Home. And how there were these giant plot, plot holes. holes. And for you, you were like, yeah, I don't I didn't really care that much, though, because I was so wrapped up in what was going on. It was so much fun. I, yeah, it, it is entertaining enough and so much fun. Right. And I didn't really have that with that movie, but right. I did with this. There right. were a couple of times where I was like, I don't know if that. And then we just moved on and I was happy because it was moving and on. And it's like, whatever. It's fine. We'll just. Yeah. Things like, you know, in the first episode, she gets a hangover because she can drink so much as the Hulk. Right. That the next day she has a hangover. And then like three or four episodes later, she she's, does something. She brags about not being able to get hangovers right. or something. Right, and I was right. like, wait a minute. But we've already moved on. Uh, one of the things that I kept thinking while watching this and also reading, like I, I went out searching for people on Twitter to see what they were saying. I searched the She-Hulk hashtag to see what people were saying about the show. But also people were commenting on our stuff. Whoo, man, people were not happy with this show. But watching the show every single episode felt like we were all in line for an awesome roller coaster. Yeah. And when the roller coaster showed up, 
a bunch of us just got on, right. and a bunch of other people were so busy critiquing the paint job on the side of the roller coaster that it just left without them. That's a great, great metaphor. Yeah, like yeah. we were, you and I were on the ride. We right. were like, let's go. I'm excited yeah. for this. And we just went with it. But yeah. a lot of people were like, I don't know about the aesthetics of this roller coaster, you know? Yeah. How'd you feel about, uh, how'd you feel about Daredevil? The Daredevil that we're getting for the MCU? Fucking fantastic. You know what would be the only better way to integrate Daredevil into this show? What? If they didn't fucking do it. Every episode that went by, I saw people fucking crying on Twitter because the rumor was that he was going to show up in the fifth episode. And on the fifth episode, they show his helmet. And that's it at the very end. And then he's not in the one after that. Yep. And then he finally shows up in the next one. And I was like, every episode, I was like, I fucking hope he doesn't show up. Yeah. I hope they leaked this thing intentionally. And he never, I hope every single episode has a reference. Some says something about the devil of right. hell's kitchen right, and he right, just right. never fucking shows up yeah. and then in the final episode she makes a fourth wall breaking reference to like you thought this was gonna happen even if it didn't i just would have been so happy if he didn't show up yeah that being said i think they did a great job it's a great introduction to this new sort of disney-fied character that we were right. kind of expecting he's not as mopey yep he's not as grouchy He's a little more chipper. I don't mind the new outfit. I think it's fine. I like it. I mean, listen, in the daytime. Oof, yeah, looks it's a little, a little It's a little rough in the daytime, but we're not going to see it in the daytime. I'm not going to critique a superhero show based. I, I know that's some people's bag, but like right. for me, I li- he could be in his fucking skivvies and I would not give a shit. I mean, remember the first season of his actual show. He didn't get his costume the entire he first season. He looks like the dude from The Princess Bride. Right. Yeah, it's true. The yeah, entire yeah, yeah. show. Yeah. So I, I I, was fine with it. I, there were a lot of people who were very upset. There's a potential hallway fight scene that he's about to have in the show. And then J- Jennifer right. Walters jumps in and kills all well, or knocks him out or whatever. Right. In like one blow. Right. Um, and it made it look like they were setting it up that they were going to. Oh, it's going to be one of the hallway scenes right. from Daredevil. Remember? Right. And they they don't do that. And I saw so many fucking children complain about that. And I was like, guess what? It's not his fucking show. But for me, it was like, how did you not see that coming? Like, I don't care. I didn't see it coming. No, no. Uh, but because uh, they, they set up a hallway and I'm like, well, she hooks on the roof right now. And I believe the show is called. Let me just double check. Yeah, It's called <laughs> She-Hulk. Yeah, it sure is. So let's we're going to spend six eight to eight minutes of watching some other guy beat up. A hallway full of people while the strongest woman in the world is like on the roof just having a latte. Also, this show isn't that kind of show. Right. It's not. And that's the thing. Yeah. We don't need 10 minutes of just people getting, getting punched in the face. Someone getting the, the crap kicked out of them. Yeah. From now on, we're going to call that getting an Arkansas Happy Meal. That's <laughs> what we're calling that. Just 10 minutes of those guys getting an Arkansas Happy Meal. <laughs> I like that he's more acrobatic as well. Like in the I show, he's that. just a boxer. Yeah. But I, I like that, that he is, he's the devil of Hell's Kitchen. He has his weapon right. from the comics as well. The like, I don't know what it is, but like the little nunchuck stick. Yeah. Whatever that, the, I don't even, I can't, because I feel like you can't call it nunchucks because they're not a chain and they have a, a unlimited distance for right. all yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I thought everything. I, I think this I, is really. It's, uh, uh, I'm not sorry. Why did I, I? I'm not sorry. I interrupted. I'm going to interrupt when I want. I don't know why. I feel well, like then I'm going to interrupt it. you. I, the last thing I was going to say is fair enough. <laughs> I. It's very hard for me to find something to critique about this. Yeah. 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 Even the. Um, 
the the CGI that some people are are critiquing and, and saying it was a little ropey, which there are some scenes and there's some episodes that they you know it was better than others. It wasn't so much that it pulled me out for the most part, especially with a show like this. Mm-hmm. I was going like, well, it's TV. You know what I mean? Like you, you go, you go, eh, it's TV. I also heard a thing on another podcast that I think might be true. And so I'm going to steal it and use it as my own. That if you know certain episodes, of the CGI is better. And I think if you look at which episodes they are, it's the ones that they thought would get the best numbers. So like the Daredevil episode, the CGI is a little is a little better. The finale, the, the first episode, they're a little better. But also, I think they had to spend a little more time on that because those are also ones that she has like major action sequences in. So you have to like it can't be ropey. She's really interacting with people in a very physical way. I Here's another thing, though. One is that I, I sort of disagree with that because I heard that as well. And I rewatched the entire show today. Uh-huh. And I don't agree. I think you think the, the CGI is consistent throughout. Not necessarily, but I think both okay. have strong and weak moments throughout. Like right. there's strong moments and weak moments in every single episode. The only time there were only two times that I felt that it was it was noticeably bad to me. And one of them was in the finale. OK, it's it's a very small moment, but it's when there's a part where she's going in to see, quote, Kevin yeah. and the security guards come out to fight her. There's a security guard who jumps onto her back. Yeah. And like wraps her arms around her. Right. Uh, and I was like, that looks very strange. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That was really the only moment. And even that I was just I have two thoughts about it. One is that I literally it could be like a mocap digital Stick figure man for right. all I care as long or woman as long as she's green and tall and clear like the the visual re- we we talked about this on the show a while ago that like one of the best pieces of advice that a director ever gave me in school was if you put an actor on a stage and he's holding a muffin and he says nobody move I've got a gun and all of the other actors on stage. Treat that muffin like a gun. Right. And the guy holding the muffin treats it like a gun. The audience will believe that it's, it's a gun. gun. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I just don't give a shit about the CG. It, it does right. not add to the story no, to me in any way. it doesn't bother me And at all. the most important part that I wanted to say. I want a muffin. There is a cognitive dissonance among Marvel fans and among, among movie watchers and television show watchers or streaming or whatever you want to call this series watchers. And that cognitive dissonance is that you cannot criticize Marvel for being too hard on their visual effects teams. Right. And then also complain that the CGI is bad right after that. Yeah, absolutely. You are putting them in a very hard position. We have to choose one. Yep. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, listen, the, the other thing is you got to realize with a show, Uh, With a television show, they get a budget for all their episodes. And so they always have to choose like some episode. I've heard multiple showrunners talk about this and they're like, listen, the reason you'll see certain episodes be worse than others is because we we get a budget for all of our episodes. So this, this, this was nine episodes. So let's say Marvel said, all right, you get your budget is $50 million for nine episodes. You know what I mean? So they're going to go, okay, well, we definitely need to put the most amount of money in episode one and episode nine 
And then what? Which one does Daredevil come in? Episode six. So episode seven. I think it's seven. Yeah. Yeah. So episode seven. That's gonna get the most amount of money as well. Okay. How much do we have left over? All right. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out the rest of the episodes from there. And then we have to do the CGI. The CGI budget for those episodes go accordingly. And that's where you get these like differing things. And it's like that's fine, but. The other thing is those other episodes, you don't need great CGI. She's walking down a hallway. It's fine. And you're so invested in what's being said. Right. Because yeah. it's very funny. It's quippy. Yeah. It, it's it quippy reminds me a lot of charming. like sort of Aaron Sorkin writing. It is. It's very Aaron Sorkin. It's very David E. Kelly. It's it's charming as all hell. And so you're like, I'll just go along with this because these characters are charming. And then in two seconds, she's going to walk through a door and she's going to have change back into Jennifer Walters and that's it. I would watch an entire spin-off series about Pug. I would too. He that was guy so fucking is funny. So subtly like gets under your skin good. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like like at first you're like, what's the deal with this guy? And then by the end you're like, that guy's hilarious. Well, and what they did with the writing that was really genius as well is they make him He's a very simple man. Right. And it would be very easy to make him very socially ignorant. Right. But he's not. So, yeah. like, he very clearly is disgusted by what's going on with the intelligentsia stuff. Right. Right. Like, there's even the moment where he's in the car with um, Nikki, I think is the character's yeah, yeah. name. And Nikki's like, oh, just make sure you refer to all women as females. And he's like, ugh. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. Great. Like, they made a very nuanced character. You're right. Where, like, he right. is very socially aware, but he's also just a fucking idiot. Well, he also is one of the... The actor is one of those guys that looks like he would be on a legal drama. Yeah. And just be one of those, like, two-dimensional characters that just walks in and states exposition all the time. Yeah. And they could have just used him as that. Right. It would have made sense for the show, but the fact that they, like, gave him a personality... Or the lack of a personality, which makes a personality of some kind, which is... Uh, no, I think he has a very, very nuanced and strong personality. It's just very interesting that, like, yeah. you know, they that they got a guy who could just be the two-dimensional two exposition man. Yeah. And just gave him actual stuff to do and, like, let him shine a little bit. And he actually takes the ball and really runs with it. I mean, he's really yeah. funny. They, I mean, Well, and that's the thing, too, is most of this cast does. Yes. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nikki is fantastic. Yeah, she's fantastic. I would fantastic, watch a, yeah. a spinoff show about, really, if uh, what they should do is, uh, let's do a spinoff show of Nikki and Pug start a small law firm. Yeah, that would be somewhere great. Somewhere else. And that would be hilarious. Or a PR firm. Or even even Jennifer Walters starts a small law firm and she can't run it because she's doing superhero stuff. So right. it's like all the stuff that they do while she's out. I suspect that that will, if they get more seasons of this, which I think it will, that that will come down the line. That it will yeah, be like, they're getting a season two, yeah, for, for sure. sure. For sure. I want to talk about the last episode for a little bit. Sure. And then, uh, and then we can move on. But the last episode is just mind melting just so meta well and so again so self-aware yeah. and just pointing shamelessly at the people who are just gonna hate this show for no reason i also just love that like they just gave it time to just let's just call out everything that everyone hates about marvel 
Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just going to put it straight out there. We know you've said it. You think this is all done by an algorithm. Yeah. You think our villains are crap. You think, well, all you our think every movie the uses same. the same equi- the exactly. same formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. got it. It's totally fine. Uh, I also just the the digs were so there's a there's my uh, there's a part that made me laugh out loud like a gut laugh both times that I watched the show where he says um, like something like, you know, get out of here and, you know, next time I'll see you on the big screen. And she goes, really? And he goes, no. Yeah, I love that. I love when she was like, when are we getting the X-Men? And she, yeah, she just, makes a little face at the camera. Yeah. And the, the thing about smashing Matt Murdock, I oh, just that was I loved best. all That might have it. been the best joke My God. for me, uh, possibly, of the series. So it's funny. the smashing Matt Murdock joke. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin has a little hat. Yeah. He's got a little hat does. on there. He has a little hat. For a second, it I was is like, not is it supposed Kevin to be a hat? Feige. I think it's a hat. It is not Kevin Feige voicing him, unfortunately. No, it's not. The director of the finale... Cat Quaro mm-hmm. wanted Kevin Feige to voice that character, and Kevin was like, "I don't have fucking time for this." <laughs> oh, I have think you he not just been was reading like, the traits? I think he was more like, "I'm not an actor." He's like, "I'm know? not an actor," and they're like, "We're asking you to play a computer, dude. <laughs> We're literally asking you not to play a human being." So it still has not been released at the time of this re- recording. It hasn't been released who voiced it. Um, it may have just been like one of those type and talk computer things, but so we don't know at the time who it was. It may come out by the time this airs, but two of the people they wanted yes. were George Clooney and John Hamm. Oh, John Hamm would have been great. I mean, George Clooney would have been fine, but John Hamm would have nailed this. Like he would have gotten the humor and everything. He would have nailed this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know why Kevin Feige didn't do it. He said uh, he he didn't want to like... That he doesn't he doesn't want to like replace Stan Lee and be in a bunch of different stuff. Uh, yeah, I think he also just is like, I don't want to I don't want to come off like I'm patting myself on the back. Like well, I'm the guy who cre- maybe I, I mean that I don't think that's what this would be because it's literally like all the problems. <laughs> I don't think so either. But, I, but people have said like. Why don't you why don't you take over all the cameo? And he's like, I don't want to be the he doesn't want to be the next be seen as the next Stanley. But uh, I, he's also kind of said, like, I don't want to be viewed as like the guy who did it who all. Puts Even himself everyone, in his own stuff. Well, yeah, he puts himself in his own stuff and is like, look at me. I'm amazing. I made this whole thing happen because he's like, listen, I'm the producer and I kind of I, I run the overall thing. But like, yeah, this is the work of a lot of people. Yeah. And each director gets their own movie. And, you know, every writer gets to write their own movie. This is the work of a lot of different people. So for me to be the overall producer of everything and they come in and be like, look at me, I'm the best. I made this entire thing happen. Cameo. It seem it comes off like self congratulating Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I, I, I want to I might give this another viewing again. Just because there are a lot of jokes that I'd forgotten about in the first few episodes that are so good. I feel about Scar weird. Here's the thing, right? Is that like with a She-Hulk show, you have no idea if any of this is going to be canon. Uh, That's fair. I think it is. They did say that uh, they were. I was reading today. They were trying to figure out like who they could put. They wanted a big kind of cameo or a big last minute thing, like a last minute person to show up at, uh, at the last scene. And they'd gone through a bunch of different things, but the problem was they didn't know, like Marvel was like not telling them who they can and can't use until the very, very end. So, you know, there was, there were certain characters that they wanted to bring in possibly, or somebody even 
bandied about like what if Edward Norton made an appearance, things like that. Uh, that was a that was something they, yeah, had, yeah, they, they had said. But it was like we couldn't figure. They, the, the writer said and the director said basically like Marvel wouldn't give us the green light on a, on characters for a while. Like they wouldn't reveal who we were allowed to use and who we weren't allowed to use and anything like that. So at the very last second, I think they were like, can we you can use Scar? And they're like, all right, Scar it is. Let's let's throw it in there. I'm sure Marvel has a plan already in place for it on how he gets there. But it's one of those things where it was just like, okay, I guess we could use this character. Let's write a scene where we use this character. They should have cast Ed Norton as the new Thaddeus Ross. They should have cast Edward Norton as Scar. Smoke Captain as Scar. (laughs) He's like, come on, can't you see the resemblance? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. It would have been hilarious. Yeah. That would have gotten a real meta. <laughs> New Hulk giving birth to old Hulk. <laughs> Needs Can't to even... talk to a therapist. Yeah. What does this dream mean? Exactly. Yeah. Loved it. Love this. Love this show. You want to go into Werewolf by Night? Let's do it. Let's get into Werewolf by Night. So we also watched Werewolf by Night. And this is Marvel's first like special presentation. Just in time for the spookiest time of the year, Andrew. Election day. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Let's take a moment. Let's all take a moment. <laughs> we we watched. There was this thing that Melinda found that was like Flotus ghost stories or something like that. It was like the, a library in Ohio was doing it. OK. And for anyone who doesn't know, Flotus stands for First, First Lady, Lady of, of the United, United States. States. So I was like, oh, Jill Biden, who I believe was a teacher, mm-hmm. is going to be like reading ghost stories. I don't know. Spooky stories or something. That might be cool. So like we reserve it's a Zoom thing. Sure. So we reserved it and we thought maybe Rowan would really like it. He's two and a half. Maybe it'll be and it'll be cool. You know, mm-hmm. we get to see what Jill Biden's been up to, I guess. So we put it on and it's literally just some lady in Ohio who's talking about ghosts that the first ladies of the United States have claimed to see. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was stories about the ghosts of former first ladies. Well, some of it it got really weird at times, too, because at <laughs> one point it was like, who, whose dog was it? There was someone, someone's dog. I think it was like Nixon. Nixon's. I think it was Nixon's dog. But it was like, you know, we've heard a lot about, you know, the people who have seen ghosts. But what you don't know is that uh, a lot of the presidents had pets and their pets probably saw the ghosts, too. And it was like, and then they just moved on from that. Sentence. No, no, it was, it was, it was like okay. Richard Nixon's dog had been reported to see the ghost of Abraham Lincoln, and I wanted to be like, "How oh. do you know that?" <laughs> I wanted to be like, "Oh, would you ask the dog what what the ghost looked like?" How do you know that? <laughs> One day they were just sitting there, and the dog sat up and went, "Holy shit! I yeah. think I just saw Abraham Lincoln." The way they knew is that checkers. Had a deep hatred for stovepipe hats. (laughs) But they were talking as well about how, like, you know, a lot of times, like, a lot of the ghosts that people saw were the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. It was like a lot of people think that, you know, ghosts... Uh, stay here on this earth after after the people die because they have unfinished business. And I was like, the man fucking got rid of slavery. Yeah. <laughs> well, what fucking unfinished business could he possibly have? Listen, he had a few more tricks up his sleeve. Okay, up his hat, up, up his, his big hat, his big damn hat. <laughs> the way that they knew it was Lincoln is that Checkers urinated the name Abe into the carpet. Oh my god. 
Werewolf by Night. Yes, Werewolf by Night. Was this spooky enough for you, Andrew? It was. Was it spooky? It was too spooky. Too spooky, I you had say. so many nightmares. On a scale of one to spooky, what would you give this? Uh, spooky point five. Ooh, I did not expect that. Yeah. I, yeah, overall, honestly, though, did you like this? Yes. I enjoyed this. This was fun. Yeah. Again, another big swing. Yeah. I like big swings. Yeah. This is probably the second biggest swing that they've taken other, other than, than She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Yeah. It's close. It might be even a bigger swing, but I it's it's at least next I'm going to go out and say it's, it might even... I think it is a bigger swing, in my opinion. Just tonally... This the whole the whole thing. I mean, they really went all into a certain look and a certain genre mm-hmm. that is so far away from the Marvel look. I mean, Marvel tends to, and even with She Hulk, like it's a it's that classic David E. Kelly legal drama, but it still looks like like if you were to put it next to a Marvel movie, it looks the shot. The for way sure. that it's shot and everything. I think the only thing that puts She-Hulk just past it for me is the the finale by itself was just oh, such yeah. a big the, swing. Yeah, yeah, I can see what you're saying. The finale of She-Hulk and this are like side by side. Yeah. But I think just overall, this is the biggest, this possibly the probably the biggest a big swing. swing. Yeah. Um, I, I mostly liked it. Yeah. I think it is, I think it's very good. I did every now and then, I had a couple small things where I was like, well, that part doesn't really work or like, I don't quite understand what's happening here. Right. The one Scottish dude's accent was not super great. Right. And if you don't know Scottish accents, maybe that won't be an issue for you. Yep. Like there's the, okay, for example, there's the scene that's very, very long. By the way, we're going to spoil Werewolf by Night. Oh, right. We, we both really liked it. So watch it. But there's that scene right at the end where the old lady gets like pulled into the, like her arm gets pulled into the cage and it, oh, it yeah, hangs yeah, yeah. on her for like a long time. And she's yelling like my yeah. arm, my arm, he's not letting right. go of my arm. Stop him. Somebody help me. And it's like zooming in on her face and she's like screaming right. and then her arm is fine. Yeah. It just gets let go. Well, and it's just fine. Like later you see her hands and right. they're just fine. I thought she was going to, I, I was like, Oh, she's going to die here. This is, she's going to get her face crushed. Or the, her arm's going to yeah. be ripped off or her hand, or it's going to be bloody or, or something. But it literally just like, it turned out that he was just like holding her hand for like 30 seconds. Maybe he was lonely. He was. And he, he just needed to hold someone's hand for a minute. You know, I mean, he just, you know, and she was just like really overreacting. Yeah. But yeah, little things like that kept popping up where I was like, okay, I guess I don't really understand. Like, like if you're, I don't remember what the relative was of Elsa, but like the woman who was buried and she needed to get the keys out of her yeah, coffin. Yes. There was a weapon in the coffin with her. Yes. That that she ends up taking. That's like right. a little a little grappling grabber. Yep. And I was like, if you're going to be buried with a weapon, mm-hmm. that's the one you pick. Maybe maybe that was her biggest weapon. Maybe that was her greatest weapon. You don't know what she did with that. weapon. Maybe it was just an antique she wanted to hold on to. It could have been it could have been anything. Maybe someone was punking her. I here's my thing. Now that I think about it, she breaks the thing, reaches in, finds a weapon. Those are all former monster hunters. They probably have more weapons in there, don't they? Yeah, probably. You could have broken. I would have gone through all of them like an advent calendar, just yeah. like breaking into all of them. And and like, you get into this one, one of them, and you're like, oh sweet, a gun. <laughs> yeah, this is. Oh my gosh, there's a grenade launcher in this one. What yeah, is right. this? It yeah. just gets better and better. Yeah, yeah that would have been great. Yeah, I don't know. I look, it's mostly great. Again, I give it 
a huge amount of props just because of the big swing that it takes. Yeah. It, they did not phone this in. Nope. It's very clear that a lot of care, a lot of time, a lot of effort went into this and a lot of love as well. And it, it, it mostly works. I, I love as well at the end, the last song that plays is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. As yeah, it starts sweet. to play, the color starts to come into the world in the same way that yeah. the first film of color, not, not first film of color, would the first, nope. first. Was it the way that Wizard of Oz goes into color? Yeah, which is the first film to use color. Got it. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. How'd you feel about Man Thing? How, the look of the Man Thing. Great, which very interesting. His name is Ted. Really they never good. say Man Thing. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. It's fun. But it looks really, really good. Looks great. My son yeah. watched it with me, and every time it came up, he went, Elephant. Yep. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. He, he looked fine. Yeah. I like the werewolf, although there's not a lot of werewolf. Yeah, it was fine. I Look, again, I'm not. Especially with all the stuff about how hard they've been working the VFX teams, right. very hesitant to give a single shit about how an effect looks. It, no. it, it all looks fine, especially that it's in black and white. You can get away with a lot more stuff. Right. They used a lot of practical effects, a lot of makeup, which looks yeah. really good. I liked that they Schindler's listed it. You want me to just leave that hanging or did you do you yeah, know what I, I mean? I think so, actually. No, no, no. Let's leave that just where it is. I mean that they brought in Liam Neeson at the end. Oh, no. No, it's all in black and white except for one piece of one prop, which is red. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Shitly listed it. <laughs> so would you like them to keep doing stuff like this? Yes. Okay. All right. It's a question. I'm trying to keep the conversation <laughs> going. Like you were like, did you like it? And I was like, yeah, I loved it. It's a big swing. They get a lot of points for it being a big swing. And you're like, would you like him to keep doing it? And I'm like, no. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> you could have been like, yeah, this was fun, but enough with the specials. I don't want specials. I don't know. Just asking a question here, man. I'll have what's on the special. Okay, great. Yeah, I think this special thing is kind of great, especially now because I feel like as good as something like She-Hulk is and a lot of the shows have been, I am starting to feel a little oversaturated with like, Mm. here are a bunch of Disney Plus shows that are going to just come out ad nauseum for like eight episodes, nine episodes, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do this. This is fun. So you you mean by do more of this, you mean specifically like like a 50-minute short film? Yeah. Okay, I think you meant like like genre-based stories well uh, kind of either one like a 50 gotcha. minute special but you know it would be cool to do like a christmas one well because i uh, don't know that i am super keen on the sh- the short film format really yeah i think i would have liked because okay so here's the thing right is that like no matter what it is if it's good and there's an option to have more of it i'm going to want more of it right so like Every episode that She-Hulk ended, every episode of She-Hulk. It did end, yes. Every episode of She-Hulk at one point ended. I know it did. But when each episode of She-Hulk ended, I was like, what the fuck is this? That was like 25 minutes. Right. Because every episode was like 30 minutes. And then I had to wait another week to get the next fucking episode. Yeah. I liked that She-Hulk was nine episodes. I wish Miss Marvel and Moon Knight got the same treatment. This, I, I like it. So I don't like that it's like 52 minutes long. I I would really like to see a series. I would have liked to see them for six episodes run around in this maze. See, that's the thing. I I like this. I like the idea of like, no, we'll just give you a little something fun and that'll be it. Like, we don't have to string this out. We don't have to to make something 
be strung out for the sake of making it be strung out. This, I feel like this story. You're talking worked. about the Florida adult happy meal again. Yes. Okay. I feel like this story played out exactly the length it needed to. Cause I think if you had tried to make this a full feature length film, you, there would have been like a lot of people just like putzing around a maze for a while. And you're going like, these are supposed to be semi-intelligent people. How are they not getting out of this maze? And I think anything shorter, it would have felt really, really rushed. But I like this of of like, yeah, we're going to tell this one isolated story. Maybe it'll get referenced somewhere else. Maybe it won't. Uh, it just works here. And I, I like I said, I think since we keep getting all these, especially now in this phase, this is really the phase of the TV shows more than it is the movies. It gives you a chance to kind of get a little bit of a breather. You get one nice short film one solid story and then you don't feel like you're de- you know you got to be invested in this for week to week for the next two months or something just get this one do thing. you think a method that they should adopt should be to do everything like this and then whatever is a hit expand on that like that way we get maybe instead of getting like five shows and three movies we get like 20 short films and then the next year we can get like a few shows out of that. No, I, I just think this is a good solid story. It starts and ends and then we can just leave it at that. I think that not again, not everything has to be made into a show. Like just tell me a story and let it be whatever length it's going to be. And if it's 50 minutes, it's 50 minutes. And I like, and, and again, like they did this for a Halloween thing and I'm like, that's cool. Let's do a Christmas one. Let's do a, I don't know. Fourth of July one flag day could be fun. So what you're saying is just play me a song. You're the werewolf man. You didn't go werewolves of London on that one. I don't know what that is. You don't know what what the song Uh, werewolves where oh we can't we'll get copyright but yeah i know that song i, I don't i don't know in that rendition that they would get copyright how dare you yeah zinga but yeah i uh i i i don't think you need to like use this as a potential pilot you know i really liked the man thing the look of it and the character was fun and if he pops up in something else that's great but i don't think this being really good is an excuse to go like all right we're gonna do six episodes of man thing now or something like that. I would love to see six episodes of Jack and Ted. I would be honestly the two of them together. I'm sure if they did six episodes, I would love it. But I'm like that does just because I like this doesn't mean that I want that to happen. Uh, you know, again, the old adage of like leave the audience wanting more. I don't want to want more. I want to be insatiated. Is that the right word? Be insatiated. Uh, let's say that it is sated. Is sated the word? Satisfied? To satisfy a desire or an appetite to the full. There you go. How good am I? Are you I? proud of yourself? You're I'm very good. I'm so smart. You're so smart and so pretty at the same Thank time. Thank you. I can't You're help welcome. it. You're I know. I've Believe tried. Me, you've tried. I know. You know, when we arrive at the same punchline at the same time, it's, it's time, time for to us talk about the reading, reading assignment. assignment. That's correct. Yes. So you gave me Mischief Night... By remind me again of the writer because I'm going to look it up. Jean Louise O'Sullivan. Thank you. I was like, it's a Jean something O something or Jean. Maybe it's Jean. Yes. Who I met, but you didn't at Comic Con because you're a dick. But 
but I did. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's true. I don't make the, the rules. Com- the byline okay? of, of Comic-Con does state, if you don't meet a certain writer, you are considered a dick. I went to every single table. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Me, me, Chris, or me, or, or the listener? Yes. Okay, good. Chris? Yes. We got two issues of this. Yes. It's also, let me see, because the story is not only by Jean Louise O'Sullivan. She just happens to be the person I met. It's also by... Right. Cosimo Mariano, I think is the name. And he does he also do the art, if I remember? I'm not sure. Or am I so, wrong on that? Uh, okay. Here we go. So I'm reading the back. It's very artsy, but it's uh, inking and coloring by Karen Boo, lettering by mm-hmm. Rich Bernatovic, layouts by Amanda June Boucher, 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 I don't know. And producer is Evan Joinkeet. Was this produced in like Iceland or something? Maybe. Maybe. Very hard to find anything about this online. I I really looked. I tried my best. Couldn't really find anything. They have a couple social media things, but there's not a whole lot on there. The writer is Jean-Louis... Jean-Louis O'Sullivan, the most French name. <clears throat> Clearly. Gene, we're going we're gonna to just zhuzh up your name for the sake of promotion. <laughs> uh, it, it is an actor, a producer, got a lot of credits uh, in a lot of very interesting looking films. And uh, Chris, I just want to ask, what did you think about the first two issues of Mischief Night? So I think there's a lot of potential in this. There are certain things. And again, we're going to give some constructive criticism but as we do whenever we review like a, an independent comic or or something that somebody sent us like this and it's not part of the big two, you know, obviously we're not going to be like, what a piece of shit. Like, we'll be a little more constructive because a lot of times writers are just starting out, so they're just getting their legs. And, and I also, you know, spoiler alert, even if this was one of the big two, I don't think it's bad, but we'll, we'll right, talk right, about right. it. But I'm just saying if I have some critiques to make, we're going to be a little more constructive. So just very quickly, uh, just kind of a brief synopsis of, of the plot as far as what the first two issues have. There's a, it's a small town. There's a high school. There's some students. Takes place in the 90s. Takes place in the 90s. I forgot it takes place in the 90s. It does take place in the 1998. 90s. Thank you. Takes place in 1998. There's a girl. Something chases her. And well, that's she, 97 then. And she dies. <laughs> You're starting that far back. Yep, I am. And she dies. And then one year later, we pick up. It's 1998. And then things start to happen again. So Mischief Night is the night, by the way, before Halloween. It's the night for tricks. That's what they tell me. I was not aware of this, but evidently it's a thing. Yeah. Mischief Night is the night for for tricks in the in the old trick or treat uh, racket. And so all this is happening on on Mischief Night. Like I said, I, I did actually like this. I think that there's a lot of potential in this on. And I'm interested to see where it goes. It is if you're into and this is really fitting for, again, the spookiest time of the year. If you're into like horror movies, the kind of classic horror movies, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Sleepaway Camp, anything like that. And this is even reminding me a little bit of Stranger Things Stranger as well. Stranger Things as well, Scream, anything like yeah. that. Then this is, I think this is something you could get into because it has, it really does evoke that feeling. I think that. From the first two issues, it's a little hard to judge exactly where it's going. It It is a little slow for me. See, I would argue there are times that 
It, there's, there are moments that move a little slow, but then there are also moments that could slow down a little more. I agree with you. Yeah. I think just overall plot wise of like, what is the, like, what is the overall arc of what this storyline is going to be of what this comic is going to be right and again we're in the first two issues exactly yeah but i think that it needs you know it starts off really strong with the flashback scene in 1997 yeah Yeah, it does it has a hook but from there it doesn't kind of remind you of the hook and i feel like normally in a comic what in a comic series what you want is at the end of the issue you need something to hook us into the next issue. And typically, especially for the first few issues, you would want that hook to tie into whatever the overall arc, the overall hook of what this story is going to be. Just to go like, so this is what's going to happen. We had the 97. Now people are going to start dying in 1998. And just be aware that, you know, she kind of implies what that is going to be. There's a couple of chase scenes and things like that. Yeah, but I see what you mean. I, I did. After I read it, I was like. For a, a thing that's about a murderer, there haven't been too many murders yet. Exactly. But I exactly. think so. I think one of the issues for that is that um, so another behind the scenes of this, a peek behind the curtain, is that it appears, according to the writer's uh, Instagram, that I think this was a script that was written in 2016 for a film. Okay. Yeah. And one of the things that is important in comics is that each issue is it has its own arc, right? Right. And I think that what we're sort of getting is scenes. From a film. So I think this will work a lot better as a collection once it's all out. And I, I actually, I don't want to, we're talking a lot of like negative stuff about it so far too. I do want to say that I actually quite enjoy it. Melinda told, she read it before me, my fiance read it before me and she was like, I don't think you're going to like this. And I was like, oh, why do you think that? And she was like, well, a lot of the characters are very archetypal. It's a little tropey at times. There are a couple typos. And there were some other things too that were very like sort of aesthetic reasons Mm -hmm. and melinda's a very aesthetic person she's a designer she's an artist so she has very strong opinions about the way things should look for me typos are a pretty small issue Nah, i mean you're self-publishing yeah right it's it's uh, you know something that can be easily fixed i'm not too worried about um she had said as well that um you know there's no number on the issue so like it was hard for her to figure out which one to read first and i was like okay well you you open it up and you figure it out but right. uh, you know and, and and there should probably also be like a copyright page that has like the names of the writers and the, and yeah. the artists and all that stuff too but for the most part i'm not I, I don't really care about any of that stuff yeah i quite enjoy the the archetypalness of it i i think the characters i aren't, do too yeah i think the characters aren't extremely nuanced but i think that's not the kind of story that this is and i think it actually it adds very and i think it's very self-aware as well because right. there's like the character named velma when you're introduced to her she's lost her glasses and she's like looking around for them on the ground and i'm like okay right. this knows what it's doing yeah and i think it it works quite well actually for the the well, purpose of the characters I agree with you. And I think that they do. She does. I I should say they, because one, I don't know what pronoun they're using, but also I I don't know how many writers there are. (laughs) They, I think they do a good job. Like you said, they have these kind of classic archetypal characters for this genre. And I think that does work really well. And I don't, I didn't see that as a fault. I didn't start reading like, ah, it's one of these again. I was like, oh yeah, okay. It's one of these again. All right. Because it gives you the chance. Again, this is a comic series and I don't know if they're intending this to be ongoing or like a finite run, but starting with the archetypal characters, because you are in comics and you are doing this issue by issue, it gives you the chance to then 
give those characters nuance throughout the run as opposed to having to you could start blank you can start almost two-dimensional with these archetypal characters and then as the plot progresses you start to work in because of the events of the plot they start to gain a third dimension and you can build that. Well, and I think that's already starting to happen with some of them as well. Like the jock who's also gay. Right. And things like that. So you're, you can't just give it all away all at once. You start to build that in slowly. Right. Yeah. So I don't see that as a fault. I almost see that as a, as a positive, as a plus. I do see it as a positive. And And it's also a nice way in because I immediately started reading this and I go, okay, I know what this is. I've seen this movie before. And so I feel like one immediately start reading this and go, Oh, I like this or I don't like this because if I like those movies, I'm going to like this. Right. I think one thing that I would recommend to kind of set it apart from other things that have come before it that are like this. I think it's really interesting that they said it the night before Halloween and not on Halloween. And so I was looking for, and again, we're only in issue two, so maybe all of this gets stated and and gets worked in, but I'm looking for like, what is so different about this night and what makes it really the night to be wary of as opposed to Halloween, which is what people would assume is the worst night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I suspect as we start to see who the killer is and what their objective is or whatever. Um, So I was, I was kind of looking for that. I think the dialogue could use a polish, but see, I actually like that. It's it's a little stiff, but I it is a little it stiff. feels a bit like it feels like someone our age writing for teenagers in the 90s. Like there. But but it's it's I like it. I did. Parts of it were making me really chuckle. Like there's a part where somebody calls somebody a fart knocker. And I was like, that's. What a man, what a like if you want to tell someone this takes place in the 90s, have a character call someone else a fart fart knocker. knocker. Yeah, that is quintessential 90s name. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's just short of like go suck an egg or something. (laughs) I'm going to make a request. Can you please put go suck an egg in issue three? If you could do that, that would be that would be fantastic. But yeah, I mean, overall, you know, again, these these I think it gives it a lot of charm, actually. Yeah, I could see that. And like I said, it's not an overall thing. I think there's some. The dialogue, like you said, I think it enhances it. I just thought there were some times when I'm like, you're kind of just giving exposition for giving exposition sake. And you're kind of just stating it flatly. And I'm like, okay, we could polish that. But it's not, again, it was not to such a terrible degree that I was like, and I'm out. Right. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I can think of a situation, an instance in the comic where I felt that way. Okay. That's fair. Like, I don't even there was I, I feel like that, like, if anything, there was a fault that there kind of wasn't much exposition. Like the exposition is the first three pages of the first episode, no, the first issue. I'm just saying they're stating stuff about certain characters or like this guy is this guy and I'm this guy and I'm this. This is who I am. And it came across like, you know, in the pilot episode of a, of a television series where you're like, well, nobody ever actually talks like that, but you're trying to work in some facts about these people so that the audience knows some facts about these people. Sure. It's that type of a thing. All right. I didn't but notice as that. The, but again, as the series continues, that's going to fall away anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to know who these characters are. Because we know who these characters are. So yeah. you have a little more space to work. Like I said, it's just really it was for the first issue, especially it was kind of apparent. But then as the issues went on. It wasn't that big of a it, it was not that big of a deal to me. Yeah. Again, it's just one of those things. I'm like, hey, just, you know, yeah, keep this in mind. This is something you could do. But again, I'm not like 
I'm not trying to certainly not trying to like shit on anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to give like this is something you can look at. I love that there's a character that nobody realizes is with them ever. <laughs> Like there's a part where the teacher is even yes. like, "Are you still here? What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that teacher's kind of funny, actually, because he's just yelling just all the time. <laughs> that was another example of that where I was like, "This is not real life. Like this is right so far away from real life." But I, right. I kind of like it. Like it, yeah. it's very intriguing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely hooked in this. Like I yeah. am. You know, again, all the all the kind of critiques or criticisms I might have are because I like this and I want more of it. So I'm yeah. like, I want it to thrive and I want it to, to build because I am hooked in this. Like I, I, the reason I was like, kind of like you said, for a town that it's going to be about a lot of murders, there's not a lot of murders and I'm feeling the same way, but I'm like, I say this because I'm like, yeah, let's get into this. Like, let's do it. I want to see that villain. I want to see, I don't need you to tell me who the villain is. I don't even need to see the face, but I want to see it do some stuff. Like, I want to see some stuff happen. Like, let's get into the plot now. Let's really get into it. I think after two issues, we've kind of set stuff up. Now let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's kill some kids is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> Jesus. Let's do it. I will say when we were at Comic-Con as well, this is the first time that I've ever bought a comic. And I don't even remember what the price of the comic was, but it was like, if you buy uh, uh, an issue of this comic, you get a free, I don't remember how she worded it clairvoyant there it, it was is. a clairvoyant reading i should have done it now because you offered to let me do it and i should have done it yeah if you were there i would have made you do yeah. it well no we talked about us me going back to the table and doing it we did but if you were there i literally as soon as we left i was like man if chris was here i would have oh, made i would have totally done that i know i would have been like yeah let's do it let's find out all the fuck should have been stuff like gonna happen you eat too much Arby's. I've been like, you're a hack. There's no, I can tell you're not real because there's no such thing as Arby's too much, as too much Arby's. Oh yeah. Yeah. I really like this. I, I, I am kind of into this. Uh, like I said, it's good enough that I, when reading it, I was like, nah, I kind of want to go watch a horror movie. Like it evoked oh, yeah. that feeling of it. I want to go see more of this. I think this will really benefit from having like a trade paperback, like a collected. Yes. Just one book. I that's agree. the whole story. Yeah. If they're adapting this from a screenplay and they're not changing it to fit the, the comic for the issue by issue format, like you said of format. Yeah. For format, the format. That's what I said. The format. The French yeah. formo the issue by issue format of like you need a hook to get into the the next issue. Yeah, I don't even necessarily agree with that, but I think you do need. Well, it needs it needs an arc to get to the end of the yeah, issue. Yeah, is I think what you I'm do saying. need like sort of a strong like each issue. That was Stan Lee's big thing, right? Was that you know any kid could pick up any comic right. at any time. An issue needs it needs to, to be its own itself. story, yeah. and you have this like big arc that's going to happen over the entire broad span of your all of your issues combined but it's got to look like the stock market right where it goes up and down each issue and then it goes up even more in the second issue and down a little bit and then up even more in the third issue and then down a little bit so i i think that a recommendation i would make is ditch the issue format just do the whole just put out a graphic novel put out one graphic novel because i would be down for that i would i would have read if this was a graphic novel I would have read the whole thing. Yeah. I would have gone through. I was like, like I said, it hooked me immediately from the first kill. And I was like, I want to find out what the hell this is about. Well, if uh, the writers are listening, I, I think that's a good idea. But I also think that there's a way to like, I think if each issue 
started in a similar way to the first issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if there was another murder right. at the beginning of the second issue. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. You know what I mean? And then yeah. it's like, these are the events. Have, so, like, yeah. and you can still, you can just sort of add something to that. It just needs something to either propel the story so that there's an arc. Right. Or there needs to be, like, none of the characters currently have, like, specific what, what do we call that in acting? Like long-term objectives? Yes, like, overarching. I forget object, what they're called. Uh, super objectives? Yeah, super objectives, right? Because there's like sub-objectives and super objectives. Yeah, you have your objective, which is in the scene, and then you have a super objective, which is over there. The right, and they all yeah. have like, they they have small objectives. They have like the short-term objectives that are like, hey, let's go egg this house, or let's go right. throw a firecracker down this toilet or whatever. <laughs> but there currently isn't a goal that they are working towards, which will come. That'll happen, right? right? Which is probably going to be to survive. Right, exactly. Or, or figure out what's going on and right. try to kill whatever this thing or person is. Right. But at the time... We don't really know what they're doing and they don't really know what they're doing either. So it's it's kind of hard to give like a strong critique of this thing when yeah. we're still in the very early stages. Yeah. I do like that idea, actually, of every issue start with a kill. Yeah. Rather than have, you know, again, in the idea of a horror movie, like kills will happen when they happen. Like each issue starts with a kill and then you move on from there. Yeah. Like That's actually really interesting because you could just end an issue Almost like, not again, not in a cliffhanger sort of way. You just end the issue in whatever the, the end of the story is. You could do a cliffhanger, too, where it's like you're seeing the killer sneak up on the next person. Right. Absolutely. It could be like the what would what will be the first page of the next issue. Right, you right, know? right, right. Yeah. But I like that idea. That's really kind of creative. It's what I'm here for, baby. So there you go. There's two different ideas. Do what Andrew said or do what I said. Or do something else. Or do something else. What do we know? <laughs> Neither of us have ever written a comic. Yeah. Where, uh, do you know where they can find, I know they can find this on Webtoons. Yeah, they can find the first, I think only the first issue is out. I think it is. And because they break it up, I'll let you know on Webtoons, they break it up That's the correct. Issues. But not only on Webtoons, like I think you can find the the first issue on Amazon as well, like Kindle. Okay. For like two bucks or something. Okay. But it's the full issue. I think so. Yeah. Yes. I didn't in web, buy it On Webtoons, so what I'm saying is the episodes or whatever they're called. Right. Yeah. The issue, one issue is broken up into about three yes, episodes. Yes. That's correct. So just be aware of that. Th- it's broken up into thirds of it, of an issue. Yeah. I believe I read somewhere or uh, Gene Luis O'Sullivan told us that they were releasing an issue every weekend leading up to Halloween. Oh, But really? I'm not... I think that would mean that there are three out right now, and by the time this goes live, four would be out, but I haven't been able to find them anywhere else. Are they on a website or anything? There's a link tree that I found. Okay. Let me find it again. The internet has no information. Yeah, there's no info. There's only Zool. Wow, you just found your way into my heart. (laughs) Next to the Arby's. Yeah, I'm not finding it anywhere. Like Their link tree has an Amazon link to their first issue. It has... Webtoon, which has their first issue broken up into mm-hmm. three parts. There's mm-hmm. something called Tapas Web Comics. Is that how you pronounce that word? Tapas? 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 Like the, like the food? Like multiple tapas? tapa? Like it's the plural of tapa? Tapas? Yeah, tapas. Is that how you pronounce it, really? Like the food. Yeah. Yeah, tapas. Tapas? Yeah, tapas. I believe. Can we keep doing this? Can we keep just repeating this over and over again? Is it not tapas? It's tapas. Tapas? 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 Tapas. 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 
Like it rhymes with Papas. A New York mobster saying coppers. No. It's like the mamas and the papas and the tapas. Yeah, like coppers. You'll never get me coppers. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. It's like coppers and tapas. The coppers went to go get tapas while listen to the mamas and the papas. Hello, Mata. Hello, tapas. Nope. <laughs> Don't do this. It was, it's a bad bit. So, yeah, it's the same thing that's on Webtoon as on tapas. Tapas web comics, mm. which is evidently a that sounds more delicious, website though. similar to Webtoon. Yeah, so. they have a TikTok, they have an Instagram, they have a YouTube, they have a Facebook, but there's not a whole lot on any of those. Okay, so I don't know. I want to read more of this. So make yourselves more known. Yes. Put the second issue up on Amazon. Yeah. What are you a coward? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know why that. <laughs> Listen, Gene, grow some balls. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> put a second issue out. We kid, we kid. We, uh, I, I like this. I want to read another issue. I'd love to read like a collected version of this yeah. at some point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah keep yeah. making it. Yeah, or let us know how many issues it's going to be. That's what, I really am kind of curious on like how this is going to break down. Six hundred. Oh, I would read six hundred. What's the maximum number of issues you think this should be? <laughs> I was going to be so mean and say two, but I was, it's was just a joke. Um. This, I mean, I don't know what the story is, you know? Yeah. I feel like 12. I could not. It depends on what's going to happen. Cause That's if true. Because you don't know. It could just be a guy. And then it's like, okay, if it's just a guy, then I think maybe 8 to 12. But if it's like a demon universe of some kind that's coming to life and making... You know, mascot suits walk around. I think that needs a little more I think explaining. That, if it's not this story of mascot suits just walking around, then it should be. Put a furry convention in the story. That's oh, what, like gosh. have him chase them down in a furry convention. In and they're like, quick, have you like, seen a guy dressed as a dog? <laughs> that's brilliant. I think I, I say 12, <laughs> but then that's the first arc. And then you can go on from there. If it's even if it's a demon. Then they go into the demon's lair. Then they go into hell and they get the demon. That's the next 12 issues. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't listen to any of this. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to me either. I don't. So there you go. Hence the Arby's. There it is. Are you ready for your reading assignment, sir? I can be. Is that. Do you think you need to stall for me? Is that what the, that no, phrase was? No. Oh, okay. I was going to ask. Yes. I was going to. I think I know what you're going to ask, and I was going to ask you the same question, but go ahead and ask me. Uh, we got an email from uh, some writers that we met. Yes. A writer yes. that we met. And uh, he would like to be on the show. Yes. So uh, we got two comics. From this particular booth, because if we got two comics, we got a treat that I don't know if I'm allowed to say, because I don't think they were allowed to give it to us. I think that we're allowed to say, because we, we didn't consume said treat on the grounds. Correct, but I think you need a license to be able to sell said treat. But I, mm, yeah. And I think the Javits has specific rules, because they want you to consume their treats. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm trying. So anyway, uh, so we bought two comics. The books we bought were uh, Horsemen. By the way, uh, the treats we're talking about is candy. That's correct. M&M's. Even though I said we weren't going to say what it was. Just the green ones. Don't you hate that that one isn't sexy anymore? I mean, that's what you think. (laughs) All right. The two books we got are Horsemen Uh by Mark C. Frankel and Joshua L.A. Jones. Great middle initials. Also, by the same people, we got signed, See the Missing. I don't know what that means, but they're both produced by Wayward Raven. I believe we met the, 
I don't know, the owner of Wayward Raven or the producer. I don't know what his title is. Uh, and we met Mark Frankel as well. So we've got both of those. I, and you would like me to assign you these things for your reading assignment. I, I would. And I yeah. agree to this. Did you? I'm agreeing to it right now. This, okay, is what this, this is what's happening right now. I was expecting a little more fanfare from it, but I guess I'm not getting that. I'm going to warn you right now. They already have one strike against them because that guy has two middle initials. And what kind of pompous jerkass has that? Choose one and stick with it. I, here's the thing. Uh-huh. If my initials were L.A. No. I, here, here's what I'm trying to say. I think you're coming off as a little jealous. A little? Yes. <sighs> what if my initials were NYC? I would go by that every goddamn day. I would never. Andrew? Nathan, Yankee Doodle. You forgot that there was a C in there, didn't you? You, you, <laughs> you went with Yankee Doodle, and then you realize that, first of all, Yankee Doodle are two words. No, no, not, so no, no, NYDC. no. That's not how it is on my birth certificate. Uh huh. Clifford Dunn. Yankee Doodle is hyphenated? No, it's one word. Really? Yankee Doodle Clifford. That's what that's what my mom named me, man. What do you want? Andrew, Nathan, Yankee Doodle, Clifford Dunn. Man. Those painkillers back then, they were <laughs> they were something else. Those painkillers right now. Yeah, those epidurals, man, they really got you jacked up. All right, yeah, I like this idea. Let's do it. Let's do this reading assignment and then um We'll figure out a, a way to yeah. have this guy on. We might have uh, the pr- producer of Wayward Raven as well. Okay, great. I they might both this. join. Sure. The more the merrier. Oh, really? Should I tell them to try to find as many people as they can? Yes, you should. Excellent. At a certain number, it pushes me out and I get the night off. Okay, great. So that's always the goal. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's it then, I guess. There's yeah, nothing guess. really left. Um Oh, hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com, slash The Media Lunch Break, where you can hear us hot and ready. I'm bringing it back at 8 in the morning every Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Like a goddamn $5 pizza. From? Olipop. I don't remember. What is this bit? I don't remember. <gasps> it's Little Caesars. It's Little Caesars. By the Caesars. way, Olipop, if you're listening again, I'm on board now. Yeah. I wasn't at first. I had some of your vintage cola, Mm -hmm. and I'm back on board. There it is. Is it just because it's caffeinated? Maybe. Is it because it kind of does taste like regular cola? Yeah, maybe. But vintage? Is it because when I mix it with whiskey, I can't tell the difference between this and Coca-Cola, and it's healthier for me? Yes. (laughs) That's it. That's the reason. Is it because when I mix it with whiskey, your cola gets me drunk? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, the reason why I would take literally any sponsor, because whatever I put in my whiskey, it's still going to get me drunk. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. Oh, we changed. We're, we're posting on Instagram again. If you are listening, we've been posting fucking nonstop on on the gram, on IG. Speaking of the gram, get us an adult Happy Meal from Florida. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I remember that bit. But I changed our username on Instagram because I I don't know why. I think Melinda made it. So I changed it because it was bad. It was the underscore media underscore lunch underscore break. It is now at the media lunch break. All one word. 
like Yankee Doodle. That's been available the whole time, and we evidently. Just I thought someone had it. I don't know why I I've thought had someone it. had it. I don't know. Maybe they did, and now they don't. And now they're dead. Oh, you know what? I think that did happen. I'd have to go back and listen to old episodes, which I won't do. But I, I think there was someone else, and I think I reported them for no reason. Whoops. <laughs> That's a true story. I think I did report them. I think it was like they created an account like 10 years ago and never posted anything. And then they said, give me $50,000 for it. Like they saw that we had a podcast yep. four years before we made it. And then they stole the name. They were like, these two saps are coming down the pike and I'm going to take them for everything they're worth. And to get back at them, we were not successful. So I got him an Arkansas Happy Meal. There you go. And just punched him in the face. Where was it? You can also go to youtube.com slash the media lunch break and watch some videos. Mm-hmm. We might be putting out a lot more videos next year. That's the goal. Yeah, that we'll see. Goal. We'll see if we can make it to week one. We're also posting on TikTok at the media lunch break. Please follow us there. Please. Because do. I would really like for both of us. We're we we got we had one viral video and we made it one ninth of the way to our goal, which is a thousand followers. If we get a thousand followers, we can stream live every Tuesday that we record. So you will see it, you'll see the episode, you'll see a filmed version a week before the episode comes out. You know you want that. I mean we were just talking earlier in the episode about how pretty I am. You are a pretty man. Thank you. Um, is today opposite day? <laughs> no, but I was waiting for you to throw something my way as far as a compliment, but I guess. Okay. Okay. No, 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 Hang no, on, no, 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 Wait, no, 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 See, I can do that too. No, 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 We can both do that. No, 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 no. Because if it's opposite day and you said, no, it's not opposite day, that means it's opposite day. I was answering something before the opposite day thing. Were you going to say that you were, you were waiting for me to throw you a compliment? Yes, I was. Um, no, 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 no. I don't want it to be prompted. Okay. Now you're doing it because I said something. Okay. And I wanted to come from the heart or whatever is in place of where your heart should be. I wanted to come from the beef and cheddar inside (laughs) you. Okay. Uh, nope. No, don't do it now. Save it for another episode. So it seems genuine. Write it down. And then spring it on me later. You look like a man of very basic means. My God, thank you. <laughs> you can also find us on Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where if you would like to give us money, that's a very easy way to do it. And if you're yeah. listening to the show and, and this whole time you were thinking, my God, this... They sound so poor. This, pr- <laughs> this product deserves monetization. If you would like to beat this... Here's the other thing. If you don't like the system, if the man has been holding you down for too long, yeah. you don't like, you know, TikTok paying pennies to creators or YouTube, we don't have to do that. Yeah. We could just get all of our funding directly from fucking you. You could just mail us a fucking $5 bill every month. Yeah. Alternatively, you can go to patreon.com and pledge any amount of money from a dollar up. And it just goes straight to us. Patreon takes a very small cut, but most of it goes to us. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a new uh, marketing campaign for this right here on the spot. You ready? Yes. All right. So normally, people would give money on something like Patreon to things that they think are good. All right. But if you think we're crap, 
then the funniest thing to do would be to support us, ironically, and give us $5. I would rather you do it because you like us. <laughs> I don't care. I won't know which way that $5 went, so it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. Here's another thing. Every video we put out next year, and I have not discussed this with you, but we're going to do it, is going to have a shout out, like a, just a little a little page at the end, like sort of like a credits for all of our patrons. Oh. So if you would like to be in 52 of our videos, assuming we put out that many. That's the goal. If you want your name there and potentially... Many of these videos, we won't even know what we're going to do with. So potentially we could go into Patreon and be like, what do you want a video about? Or would you like to just sit and talk for a video? Mm. Like we'll make a video, just you and me. How's that sound? Are you talking to me or are you talking to the listener? I'm talking to the pa potential patrons. I could go into Patreon and just be like, hey guys, do you want to talk with me in a video? Yeah. Let's just do to be a whole clear. I don't have to talk with you. No. That's what we're getting at. You do that once a week already. That is fantastic. I this know. Is the best plan I've ever heard. But that also means you don't get to look at my pretty, pretty face. But I have that picture that I taped to my mirror that I kiss before I go to bed every night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where? You can also send us an email. I don't even know what we're doing. This is the longest TheMediaLunchBreak at gmail.com. You can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and reviewing wherever you can do that. Yep. Because I don't, I don't listen to podcasts, so I don't know where you can do that. But uh, you should, you should do, you should do it. Should However, do you're listening to this, just look to see if there's like a rate or review button, mm -hmm. and just just click that. Just do it. And Chris will talk more about it. Mm -hmm. He's going to talk about it in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But right now, just hit that button. And sure. then he's going to go through the steps of what you should put. Mm -hmm. Do you want to finish you should the rate, other thing? What you should, normally yeah, what you should put. Uh -huh. I'm not done yet. Okay. What you should put. Slow your roll. And okay. and what you should, like, what your rating should be and what your review should be. Because we've got a thing that we do. Sure. Chris has it all, he's got it I all mapped all out. set to go. He's been thinking about this all day. Absolutely. All week. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, a special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, for being so awesome. See, that's how we treat our patrons on this show. There you go. Um, like Andrew was just saying, uh, you could leave a rating and a review. You can leave it right in app. It really does help. How does it help, you ask? Don't worry about it. I don't worry about it, and so neither should you. But it does help. Uh, leave it right in app. Uh, whatever you're listening to, whether it's the, the Apple Podcasts or whatever Google is called at this point. I wouldn't say Google Play, but it's not that anymore. It's Google Podcasts. There you go. That was I know that's enough. really hard to remember. It is. But leave it. You can leave the rating and the review right in that. If you leave a five-star ra rating, you can leave whatever kind of review you want in there. This week, leave a five-star rating. It's Halloween. Leave something spooky in there. Try and scare us a little bit. Go for it. Say whatever you think is the scariest thing you could say to us. Alternatively, okay. uh -huh. give me some what the toy is going to be in certain states' Happy Meals. Oh, I like that one. I like that one better. How did I not think of that one? You're so good. Wherever you live. Whatever the state, state you live in. Yes. So leave a five-star rating, and in the review, just leave whatever state you live in. Make up the toy for the adult Happy Meal that will be in that box. Yes, I like that. So we just talked about uh, She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night and Mischief Night and everything. But here's the thing. 
Uh, if you have an idea, if you're like, hey, listen, that was fun to listen to you ramble on about these things that everyone has seen. But you know what you're missing out on? You know what you should be talking about is this thing right here that no one is watching. Send it over to us. If you're like, oh, I just read this comic. You guys got to read this and talk about it. Send it over to us. If you have an idea for a topic, for a reading assignment, anything like that, send it to us. If you're a creator, we just did mischief. Uh, mischief Night. I almost said Mischief by Night. I know. You did that last week, too. I did do that, didn't I? Um, it's so tempting. I don't know why. It just makes a good title. We just read Mischief Night. We met them at Comic-Con. They are creators. If you are a creator like them and you made something, too, send it over to us. We just talked about it. We gave some critiques. We gave some compliments. We're trying to send people over to it. You want that type of thing? Send it over to us. We'll take a look at it. We'll talk about it. We'll send people to it. We're happy to do that. Next week? Next week, Andrew. <laughs> Next week. It's the best damn day of the week, Andrew. What day is it? It's Tuesday News Holy Day, baby. Holy shitballs. Yep. Uh, and then after that, Black Adam? Oh, Jesus. Is it? I, think I mean, it'll be out. It's so gonna I feel like it'll be time. Change the course map of the DCEU? What is, yeah, what has he been saying? Human history. He's, he's, he's been saying, Dwayne Johnson's been saying it's going to do something to the DCEU. Uh, sink it. <laughs> no, like change the... The course of it. Uh, rewrite, rewrite the something. Course of it. The course of it. Oh, is it the course? I think it's the course. Well... And you know where that course is going to head? Straight down. Well, you know, a course is a course. Of horse, of horse? Uh, it's not that I like that joke. I like how much you like that joke. <laughs> I don't. I just thought it was really dumb, so I started laughing. Well, that works out. That's it. There it is. There it is. There wasn't a thing. And now, Andrew, there is, in fact, a thing. Oh, yeah, there is. Isn't there? It's yeah, right look here. At that. It's we're right in the here. middle of it. I mean, I hope we're at the end of it <laughs> at this point. But uh, there it is. So go out and do a thing. Go out and make a thing. This is how easy it is. The two of us just made a thing. It's that simple. Go out and make a thing, guys. Other than that, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That is all that I have. Do you want to try to think of more state happy meals? California. California just has like... A notice that you're using too much water. California, you open the box and it's just on fire. Oh, Jesus. Calif- uh, let's see. Colorado? It's weed. Nebraska? Nothing. Just the sound of, a, <laughs> of an empty wind. Just <laughs> blowing. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Michigan has um, a coupon to get car seat warmers. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. Yeah. No one's listening at this point, but this is still fun to me. <laughs> How long do you want to do this for? How many more you got? Too many. And at the same time, not enough. Idaho just has more French fries, right? But that's, I was going to say the same one. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. That's the end of the show now. We came up with the same joke. That's the end of the show. <laughs> right.